This is Client Side from Fox Agency. Hit it! That's what I'm talking about. Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Ruben Bell is responsible for executing digital strategy for one of the UK's biggest tech businesses, Vodafone. He is focused on executing digital strategy and value-focused change within a scaled environment. Ruben is an experienced change management specialist, passionate about delivering sustainable transformations that make a real difference. Born in Norway, he's fluent in both English and Norwegian, as well as being proficient in Swedish, Danish, and Spanish. So Ruben Bell, welcome to ClientSide. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me, Nathan. Super excited to have you on the show. I know we've had this in the diary for some time, but I'm really looking forward to to speaking with you. you you've worked at some monster brands um, across IT and, and change management. Tell us about some of the most significant steps you've taken in your career and where we are today. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, look, some of them have been been fun, others less so. I suppose, yeah, yeah it always looks glamorous from, from the outside. It's not always the same on the inside. Um, but from my perspective, I've uh, I've had a lot of fun along the way as well. Um, I think it, it sounds really obvious, but the most important thing for me in, in my journey so far has been uh, looking for and, and also seizing opportunities. Um, it's so, so important. Um, and I sort of, the way that I sort of talk my team through it and, and sort of some of the people that I mentor is, is very much about that, right? Identifying those opportunities and, and really going after them. If you couple that with continued learning, sort of both personally and professionally, and continue to sort of push and challenge yourself uh, via those opportunities, uh, via sort of getting outside of your comfort zone, I think if you can bring all those things together, um, you're going to be really successful in, in what you do. Um, and at least from my perspective, that's really helped me uh, in terms of sort of where I am today and, and some of the organizations that I've worked in, uh, as well as importantly, some of the relationships that I've built along the way. So let's talk a little bit about Vodafone. Uh, most people listening in the UK will be familiar with the brand, but just give us an idea of how the business has transformed and changed over the last few years, because it's it's been an interesting journey and, and road that you've been on. Just give us an idea of how you transformed and where would you describe the businesses today? It's um, yeah, it's been it's been really interesting, and obviously, I'm I'm sure that we'd all say that the past few years have been. Um, particularly interesting um, for many of us, whether we've been cooped up in in spare bedrooms, uh, in in offices, or, or actually uh, on the front line. Um, but uh, from my perspective, in terms of Vodafone's journey through that and, and over the past few years, it's been huge. Uh, the transition has has been significant. Um, we've been sort of finding our feet over the past few years. Uh, those of you that will remember Vodafone from the sort of mid two thousands will know that. Um, there were times that we seem to have perhaps lost our way. I, I think we're sort of um, back fighting fit now. So there's been a, a huge journey of sort of maturity, a, a few key players that we've brought into the organization that have really uh, helped change the face of the organization, but also the drive, aspiration, the direction. Um, when I came in just over three years ago, we were very much focused on stability and making things work. Um, we've moved so far away from that just over those past few, past few years. Um, and actually, I, I hate to say, but COVID was a huge catalyst, particularly in, in digital and technology for that. Um, we shifted a huge emphasis to digital, obviously, with all of our retail stores um, shutting during the pandemic. 
We moved all of our contact center staff um, to be home workers straight away. Um, we didn't make any redundancies off the back of that, which was fantastic to see. What it did, however, do was stress test our sort of our technology environment, um, our digital capability, and we found that not necessarily lacking, but actually we found a massive opportunity there, particularly in, in the digital space. Right um, when I came in, we were looking at maybe a, a quarter of our sales being being digital. Now we're closer to half of our sales being digital. Um, and that was massive, right? Uh, code was a catalyst for that change, but actually we've managed to sustain that. The investment's been there, the direction, the vision um, has really helped uh, on that transformation agenda. And now we, I really see us as a in a prime position now. Uh, we've got some amazing skill sets that we've managed to build up within the organization. Some of the capabilities that, again, we focused on building um, a sort of prime for us to build, build as foundational. Um, but importantly for me, we've managed to install a culture in-house that, that will really allow us and enable us to go forward and capitalize in a largely digital world. Um, as we see sort of on, on the high street, there's still an absolute need for a presence there. But I think it's ever more important that we focus on sort of transforming and, and reinvent, reinventing our, ourselves and reinvigorating Vodafone. And of course, you're head of digital delivery at the company. Just give us an idea of what that role encompasses and what you're responsible for. Sure thing. So I head up digital delivery. Um, so that's across all of our B2B platforms, which the majority of uh, you guys won't see, but also our B2C channels, which includes uh, those, those things like our app, like our web shop, hopefully most people will recognize. Um, so every time that goes down, it might be my fault. Um, but every time we deploy something new and shiny, uh, it's great because it means that we've been a part of that journey and, and sort of getting a new experience out into customers' uh, hands. You won't get the credit when things go well, but you will get the blame when things go wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. Spot on. <laughs> so how do you think about the role of digital in Vodafone in general? I mean, what are the business problems that digital is ultimately trying to solve for the customer on the B2C side and on the B2B side? I heard you say a moment ago that half of your revenue now is driven through digital just give us an idea of the role and the scale of digital across all of the touch points in the, in the vodafone business yeah for sure so if i if i just touch on the scale to, to give you some context and, and perspective perhaps at the start so um when we started on this journey i, I think we had uh maybe 60 developers in total and bear in mind this is only three and a half years ago in the digital space uh, we're right now running at over 350, just in terms of scale. So, a finding those people and finding the right people has has been huge. Um, we obviously sort of leverage an, an ecosystem of partners in in this space, and and finding the right partners is is so so important as well. Um, but if I come on to sort of the business problems that we look at and and how how we as, as digital position ourselves to solve them. Um, I sort of describe us or like to describe us now as, as part, of, part of Vodafone's DNA. I don't think it always was. Um, I think that's part of a, a growth aspect. I think that's part of a, a strategy piece whereby we've now managed to position ourselves and, and ingrain ourselves in that future strategy by demonstrating that actual value and, and the delivery of that value, um, not only internally, but also to our customers, importantly, and, and sort of experiences that customers love. Um, so much so that, that we really are a core part of that strategy now. We're, we're driving a digital program focused solely on 
replicating our UK journey, our UK digital journey across uh, many of our markets globally. So we've obviously got Vodafone in the UK. Most people may or may not know if you go on holiday to Spain, you'll likely have seen the Vodafone logo, Portugal, Italy. Um, so we're now looking at, okay, how do we replicate some of the success that we've had, particularly in the UK? Uh, and how do we roll out some of that maturity, some of the skill set, some of the capabilities? Can we share that globally with, with our sort of partner markets? And also, can we borrow and leverage from those markets as well? Um, so that's a really core sort of uh, pillar of our, our strategy going forward and sort of how we're going to scale and, and sort of, I suppose, level up in the digital space. Um, specifically in the UK, we've also sort of had a, a significant mindset shift uh, in the past couple of years. I'd, I'd sort of describe it as um, we've gone from talking about split launches where our stores and, and sort of our, our sort of online sales uh, sales agents um, we might launch with them first because we've got the human element that can help uh, manage propositions into the market, work with customers, deliver a really good customer experience. We're now moving towards a sort of digital first mindset whereby we're designing these in synchronization. We're thinking about these in synchronization so that actually those agents and, and those retail staff, they should be using the exact same journeys that our customers that are using our web channels and our digital channels, the same same journeys that they're using and, and sort of so that we create a real end-to-end omni-channel experience that not only benefits our customers because we're really proud of what we put in front of them, but also our internal staff, right? They're also our customers in, in terms of their ability to use and, and leverage those platforms and those channels that, frankly, we spend a lot of time, effort, and money on. Um, so that's really key for us. Um, and why, I mean... Direct in, interaction with our customers anywhere and in, in any way is so important now, um, obviously, in, in the sort of the on-demand culture that we have. So when you talk about leveraging B2C and, and B2B channels, we need to make sure that they're available and accessible to all people and, and in all ways, right? That's a big focus for us. Um, and then I think the sort of the next piece of the puzzle is actually digital and, and our sort of capability here. It allows us to do something different to perhaps bricks and mortar, which is we can implement continuous change uh, and improvements to customer journeys every every hour of every day if we if we want to um, to continue either giving people experiences that they love or actually making experiences better if if those customers don't love them, whether that's a, a business or whether you're working in an enterprise managing um, a large scale contract or wanting to provision uh, a new site and set up uh, a new network there or whether you're a customer using our website directly right we want to uh, make sure that you love that experience and if you don't we're going to keep making it better and keep making it better and incorporating that feedback so becoming fully on demand fully iterative and in that sort of renewed focus or continuous focus on improvement is so so uh, important um and of course, in finance, right, they love the cost benefits that, that come with sort of pushing digital. Um, there are obviously sort of margin benefits associated with that. Um, there are revenue benefits associated with that um, and sort of overhead uh, overheads within the organization, right, that we can look to trim down if, if we sort of move more into the digital sphere. So does that mean we're not going to see so many of the beautiful red stores on our, on our high streets anymore? <laughs> we're moving more to a, a more digital first kind of environment. Just maybe out, outline for us, what are the main touch points where the consumer interacts with the Vodafone brand? 
And where do you feel are the best points for that experience to be improved and optimized? Yes, it's a good question. So the main touch points, I mean, typically, if you're a Vodafone customer, right, those are, those are in your pocket on your mobile. So our My Vodafone app are constantly there. But actually, we're now evolving that. So in terms of our recommendation engine, uh, in terms of looking at, okay, you've been in contact with us two weeks ago because you weren't happy with your network coverage, um, making smarter recommendations and actually trying to drive uh, some predictive science behind that is is really where we want to get to in terms of those touch points so actually you don't have to come and speak to us we'll come and speak to you um and on top of that sort of along along the lines of that and in in a similar vein uh we've obviously got toby which is our intelligent chatbot as well um the sort of ai that's that we're building into that is is going to be so key in in how we how we want customers to interact but also how customers want to interact with us right they want us always on um, in that space, as well as all of the marketing stuff that, that you'll see and, and sort of all the visible things above the line that, that you'll see in experience from, from Vodafone, right? Um, so that's, that's sort of really where we want to be in terms of our touch points for our existing customers. And then if you're a new customer, it's all about how can we engage you along the journey of your sort of, uh, whether, whether you're purchasing uh, for yourself, whether it's for someone else, whether you're just browsing, how can we give you the best experience possible that actually gives you the right information at the right time uh, in the right journey as well? Um, that's quite challenging in a lot of ways, obviously a long end-to-end journey, um, but we've got some awesome uh, UX guys, some awesome product guys, and all they do and all they are focused on is relentless improvement in that space to make that the best journey possible. Um, so we sort of split it into those camps. And so... You, you also mentioned a moment ago that there's been a, a huge culture shift in Vodafone recently, and um, not only the leadership team, but everyone else involved in the business has had to get on board and adopt a culture of digital and innovation. Maybe, maybe talk about the importance of that from a cultural point of view um, and how you've been able to, or how the leadership team has got on board with the importance of digital and the challenges of doing that in an organization with the size and complexity of Vodafone? Yeah, I mean, I think the cultural aspect cannot be understated and and the importance of of that in in terms of contributing to success is is critical, right? Um, I think recognition of of that is key. Um, So I think that started with uh, digital was almost hived off uh, in its own bubble and what that created was an awesome startup culture mentality, um, devoid of, of perhaps some of the the legacy that may or, or may not have existed in other areas. Um, but obviously, what we need to be careful was uh, we was that we didn't create a silo in that space as as we sort of scaled and grew. Um, and for us, that's about bringing people on that journey along with us. Um, and I think, like I said, the, the sort of uh, the pandemic accelerated that transformation across the organisation. So we had it in digital, in, in a small pocket, in a um, in a bubble. But actually, the pandemic helped to burst that bubble, and suddenly we had a lot of people coming with us on that journey. A immediately, we had a lot of supporters at a very senior level, which is awesome and can be really challenging, obviously, to build up over time. Um, 
but straight away we sort of broke down those barriers and, and sort of started having some real conversations about okay guys how do we pivot demand how do we pivot uh, finances into this space um, and ultimately with that comes the sort of the cultural element in terms of support um, and then there's also okay across the other areas of the business that either work in a slightly different way um, or are uh, used to doing things maybe maybe in their own way okay how do we create that startup mentality in those areas so what we have is really strongly matrix teams which means that we may have teams from uh, four or five different uh, areas of the organization working together and that cross-pollination is is awesome to see how we can get people engaging together we can get them talking about uh, talking about things in completely different ways but also relating and, and building some really strong relationships and then I think across that it's sort of longer term, okay, how do you sustain that, especially when you introduce partners into the in into the equation? And when I say partners, a lot of people refer to them as suppliers. We don't. It's really important that we don't distinguish. These are people that are on the same journey as us, right? These are not just headcount that we're bringing in or, or bodies. These are real people that are sat in our teams day to day. They're spending seven, eight, nine, ten hours in these teams with Vodafone people sat shoulder to shoulder. So, looking at them them as partners and and as equals is so so important to where we want to go. But also, I think it yields a lot of benefits on the partner side as well, in terms of how engaged they feel, how part of Vodafone they feel. Because for all intents and purposes, they they really are part of the same organisation. And of course, a huge part of driving revenue and and performance for for Vodafone comes from. Uh, a real keen understanding of the importance of of data and how you use that data, both on the consumer side and on the B2B side. So maybe help us understand, there must be so much data that you're gathering. What data is important to you? What data are you capturing? How are you using that data to to better drive performance for the business? Um, I mean, a, a broad question, right, in terms of data and, and, and a a very popular topic at the moment right? i think the, the key is making sure that you do something with that data like you said um that, that actually we use it to the benefit um importantly of the customer um in terms of what we talked about earlier getting the right recommendations can we do anything predictive uh, offering up options in that space and, and sort of can we communicate at the right time with the customer um and are we there for the customer at the right time as well that's so so important and, and data really helps us um in that space we sort of throughout the funnel and, and throughout our sort of I suppose our internal processes, we have different approaches to data and, and different layers of, of data. Um, so right at the top uh, of that funnel, we've got an amazing UX research function that use market insight, that use focus groups, uh, that use prototyping to start testing and learning with customers. And, and for us, that's so important um, that we get feedback from customers and that we build that into our processes. That's really important data before we sort of venture on an idea or or an ego trip. Um, it's so so important that we start thinking about okay, does the customer really care about this? Do they really are they going to like it? What are they not going to like about it? Because in there, invariably there will be something. Um, so how can we get that right or as right as possible from the outset, right? And then at each stage, try and reincorporate some feedback. Um, and how we do that when we get to production and, and sort of when we go live is, is obviously we've got um, some awesome uh, some awesome insight across the site um, that 
again, we've, we've had to build up in terms of maturity, but in terms of our analytics and, and where we can see funnel drop-offs or, or conversion impacts, actually putting that data into the hands of, of the guys who know what they're doing with it, the product guys that own and care for each of their journeys across each of our digital channels, making sure that that data is accessible, um, but also understood by those guys. That's so, so important. And then below that, you've got a, a sort of technical layer and, and something that, again, we've been really focused on, particularly because um, we talked about the on-demand aspects. Actually, with that comes a real need for scalability, um, a real need for accessibility for customers as well. So we need insight at the most granular level across our digital digital estate. And, and that's so, so important to fulfilling the aspirations that we have. And data is data is critical to that, right? So the more that we can see about our service health, the more that we can see about our infrastructure health, the better place we are. So we've been on a huge journey in, in terms of building synthetics across journeys so that we've got um, insights across all of those. We understand immediately uh, when there's something going wrong. And that means that our mean time to recovery is as low as possible so we can turn around uh, incidents super quickly. We implement circuit breakers so that things are, are down for as short time as possible and don't knock other things over. Um, so data is, is so, so important to everything that we do at so many different layers, right? At the customer layer, in terms of giving the customer what they want, in terms of the commercial layer and understanding the sort of journey flows and, and the experience. And then technically, again, with customer at the, with the customer at the heart of what we do to make sure that those platforms are available um, when they're needed. And, and obviously, as you say, this, this is all about driving better outcomes for, for the customer you know, and really putting the customer at the seat of the table. You know, Jeff Bezos is, is famous for always having that empty chair in the boardroom so that no one is ever forgetting the importance and the, and, and the role of the customer in all of in everything that we're doing. Because I imagine there's so much data that you're capturing. Sometimes it can, it can get quite overwhelming. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and I think there's obviously the, uh, I suppose, what I'd call the more quantitative data, which I think the importance of, of overlaying a qualitative element is so, so important. Um, and it's easy to get lost in, in data lakes and, and collections of, of huge data sets, right, um, that often mean nothing, right? But being able to overlay semantics or being over, uh, able to overlay feeling and, and sort of real-time feedback now that's that's really powerful if you can if you can bring those two together to work in harmony and, and to sort of uh, work in synchronization then you can get some really powerful insights that that importantly like you said nathan mean that you're thinking about the customer all the time and that's so so important that's where we want to be now, don't get me wrong, we're not always there, right? There's sometimes that we end up navel-gazing and, and sort of focusing on what we want. Right. But it's so, so important for us to try and bring bring that back to the customer and, and that customer perspective. Um, and I think our agile practices really help with that as well. So just bringing the interview towards, towards a close, you've been on a massive journey of transformation um, recently. And a lot of people would be surprised to actually understand that the telcos have probably not been as quick to adopt digital um, as as quickly as you would ex expect. And I think on um, on the last call, you said something to the you know something like um, you want to start emulating the fangs, obviously Facebook, Apple, Netflix, and and, and Google. Maybe talk a little bit about why you think 
telcos have been so slow to get with the program and adopt digital. And then maybe talk a little bit about uh, how you see or, 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 or in what ways you'd like to emulate Facebook, Apple, Netflix and, and, and Google. Yeah, for sure. So I think if you, I mean, look, the, the fangs are sexy, right? Everyone wants to be, be a fang. Um, but I, I think we've we've been so lucky in, in terms of, you look at the, the telco space, it's a very mature, it's a very saturated market, right? And often what that breeds is, is a bit of complacency. And actually what we're about now is, is how do we disrupt ourselves? To not wait for someone else to come along and, and do that, actually, we need to disrupt ourselves, right? And that's not about moving the, the needle sort of uh, 0.1 or 0.2% on, on market share or, or service revenue, et cetera, et cetera. That's about fundamentally changing the way that we operate as an organization, which we we believe will then manifest um, and sort of change our value proposition entirely. And what that's about for us at the moment is, is becoming that tech co which you may have seen in, in some of the comms from, from Vodafone. And what that really means is we don't want to be a telco anymore, right? We want to be a technology company. Um, that's fundamentally our strategy now. And, and what that really means in real terms is um, we're focused now on building software over buying software. So we're building a real strong capability in-house that, that one day maybe we can monetize. We then talked about culture. Um, now, the FANGs have been leaders in, in this for a long time, right, in terms of sort of em employee engagement um, and sort of aspirationally, that's where we want to get to. Culture has to be so, so right to create this environment that's fit to foster innovation and improvement, that's there, that, that sustains that disruption in, in, a, in a positive light and in a positive way. That's so, so important to have the right underpinning culture. Um, and then, like I said, by becoming a tech car, our view is that our routes to market and our fundamentally our business model is something that we're looking at, given the mature state of the telco market and something that we're looking at whether we can shake that up in, in different ways and, and approach the market in, in a slightly different way. Um, and we fundamentally believe that that pursuing a sort of, um, I suppose, the, the digital way of life uh, and the technology way of living is the way to do that. Definitely, wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, that term "fangs," by the way, I think we need to update it to include Amazon and maybe Tesla in there as well. So I, I don't know. I don't know how <laughs> it's it getting changes. too long. It's getting fanged, too long. Yeah. Fanged, yeah. <laughs> something, something like that. Somebody, um, yeah. Someone who's better at anagrams needs to come up with that, not me. Uh, really enjoyed speaking to you. Final question, Ruben. What what advice do you have to other senior execs on how to increase? their rate of digital adoption within within their own businesses um a ensure that you have a pandemic <laughs> um but importantly um the biggest bit of advice is you need to put your money where your mouth is right uh that means investment in terms of uh in terms of pounds and pence but it also means challenging and disrupting ways of working um one of the biggest challenges that we've had is is that disruption of ourselves right and that needs to be seen as a positive thing um challenging and, and disrupting and changing and evolving um so yeah i think you re you really need to put your money where your mouth is in in that sense and just jump in the pool um and start swimming ruben thanks for doing this thank you for having me 
If you'd like to share any comments on this episode or any episode of Client Side, then find us online at fox.agency. If you'd like to appear as a guest on the show, then please email clientside at fox.agency. The people that make this show possible are Zoe Woodward, our executive producer. Hannah Teasdale is our podcast executive. Jennifer Brennan is our digital strategist, supported by Sophia Ravanis and Alice Winterburn, our social and digital experts. I'm Nathan Anibarba. You've been listening to Client Side from Fox Agency. Join us next time on Client Side, brought to you by Fox Agency.